Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 102 of Eddie and Caleb Zerocast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show at EC underscore hero. Check out our Instagram, EC HeroCast, and our Gmail, ECHeroCast, at gmail.com. As always, check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. And episode 102, this drops on March 30th, 2022. So I have dubbed it the end of uh, year two of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Two years, man. Who would have thought? Um, yeah, I, I would have thought. It's funny because I think I said this after year one. I would not have. I would have thought by now one of us would have flaked, but we keep doing this for some reason, man. Yeah, well, we're almost there. Less than a hundred to go. And you know what? We're two years in. We we don't we don't get a dime off of this. We do this for the love of the game. We love these movies. We love these movies. Most of them. Yes, yes, but we love this concept in these movies maybe a little more than Scott Pilgrim loves Ramona Flowers. Mm. Tricky, that, but yeah. What's that now? <laughs> I say that's tricky, but uh, yes, that is probably the case. Well, yeah, our love for these movies is not near as complicated as Scott's love for Ramona Flowers. Um, <clears throat> Scott Pilgrim versus the world. This yeah. was released on August 13, 2010. This was directed by Edgar Wright. We're going to go right into the time capsule. I, I already mentioned the date. Uh, Eddie, real quick, let's try to keep it brief. What were you doing around this time, sir? Well, this was a time that actually changed my life. So Please slow your cadence down just a little more. Well, it, I had to build it up. I'm messing with you. But... Um, yeah, so I oh, what did I mention last last week? Yeah, I had the, uh, the live like a kid day, knee surgery, and all that. Was applying a lot of jobs, wasn't getting anything. You know, you got that six months before the student loans kick in, and I was thinking like it's, it was August at the time. It's like, well, you know, Christmas is Christmas will always sneak up on you. Might as well just get a um, get a job now, and then in the spring of next year, I'll get a uh, a job in radio. That was the plan. And uh, the job I got, I went back to the old call center company, and they put me on. Uh, they were like, oh, well, you can't do the Verizon Fios again. I'm like, good, don't want to. <laughs> and they're like, how about this uh, women's clothing, uh, this Ann Taylor? I'm like, great, fine, whatever. And on the very first day, this was this is the important part. They're like, so we're going to need people to do – everybody's going to answer phones, and I did, and I got some stories next week lined up for that. But we're going to need everybody to answer phones, but some people will have a reply to emails, track lost packages, work fraud orders, uh, handle escalated complaints. I was like, well, I'm going to be here just six months in my mind. I'm like, might as well uh, you know, make the best of it. Fraud sounds interesting. And uh, it's 2022, and I'm still doing fraud. So that date, a throwaway line from the supervisor, literally changed my life. So there you go. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, man. I'll start. That's my origin story. That is Eddie's origin story. August yeah. 13. I would have been going into my sophomore year of high school. Um, 
Let's see here. This was also the weekend of SummerSlam 2010. Um, I remember that's like the third ever pay-per-view that I ordered. Um, that was the return of Daniel Bryan to WWE, like two months after he got fired for choking someone. Oh, yeah, the Dapper Yapper. Yes, the Dapper Yapper. Uh, not a lot going on. This was pre-football season. I just had a learner's permit, so if I wanted to go anywhere, mom or dad had to be in the car with me. So oh, the worst. I hate to say it, but not a lot going on, man. Yeah, yeah, the worst, the absolute worst. I remember one day I was told, like, yeah, we're going to let you drive to school. But it was wet, and my mom, super, uh, of course, mama bear, so she's protective. She's like, well, I don't want you to hydroplane, so you can't drive. And I remember just being pissed. But in retrospect, I can appreciate it and understand it, but I do feel it showed a lack of faith. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. But then I, again, yeah. I was a dumb 15 going on 16-year-old, so I can understand. Yeah, you got to watch the hydroplating. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm kind of the, envious of the people that can't drive now with gas prices, so. Yeah, for sure, dude. Ugh. God. Don't get me started. We're about to hit $4 in Oklahoma. It's ridiculous. I, um, um, just real quick, yeah. I had yeah. about a little over half tank, but I'm, I saw it on the, on the road. It was 379 and everywhere else on the same street was 409. I'm like, well, Screw might as well that. get it while it's quote cheap, which I don't consider 379 cheap, but it's, it's better not. than 409. I'm like, yeah, might as well just grab it now because it's 409. Eventually 409 is going to sound cheap. So, yeah. God. Russia. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over it, too. The champions in wrestling at the time. So in the in Ring of Honor, you had Tyler Black, still your Ring Tyler, of Honor. Tyler champion. freaking Black. Yes, Tyler freaking Black. Thank now, you. TNA is kind of tricky because in kayfabe, RVD was still your champion. But in reality, they had already shot the angle where they vacated the belt. So it's like you could say RVD was not champion, but I'm going to say just going by kayfabe, RVD is still champion. Uh, yeah. That's do, do you remember, were you watching TNA in 2010? Didn't they write him off when he got beat with a board with nails in it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Janice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what happened. He won the Stairway to Hell match, and then on the uh, ep- the after show, Reaction, as it was called, we cut to Rob Van Dam in the back, and he's got a He's got Janice in his back. Yeah. Uh, I always love when wrestlers use a weapon that would kill 99% of people. Yeah, I love when they use a weapon that, yeah, you clearly, like, you can never use in front of a live crowd. Because, yes, it would absolutely kill someone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, your champions in the WWE at the time, your WWE champion in his second run on Raw, Sheamus. Yes, Sheamus O'Shaughnessy. And... on SmackDown, the World Heavyweight Champion, and you may or may not remember this run, uh, some would call it a thank you run. And that's kind of what the world title became, you know, at this point. But Kane, Kane was your world champion at this point in time. Oh, yeah. That was great. It was something. Uh, (laughs) Your number one song, at least by digital download on August 13, 2010, was Love the Way You Lie by Eminem featuring Rihanna. Hmm. That was the that was the bop of summer twenty ten. That's a big one. That and uh, airplanes by Bob featuring Haley Williams of Paramore. Oh uh, no, yeah, airplanes may have been the year before, but either way, um, if it was, it was never on the number one. But whatever. Uh, cast or no 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 critical and financial. How are we doing on that? Mm, well, budget 
Uh, we'll start with Critic. Uh, critics, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 82%. Fans, 84%. So they pretty much agree. Yeah. Uh, budget, $60 million. And box office, this was a bummer, $49.3 million. So that puts uh, it in the and- negative at negative 10.7 million 13.8 adjusted inflation uh, that's uh i was surprised i would have thought this movie made some money and uh i got to say i made a little a short list so we had um oh that's actually shouldn't be on the list so it's even shorter now uh batman mask of the phantasm tank girl the phantom and mystery men were movies i liked that lost money None of those pissed me off more than this when I saw that this lost money. And we've done so many movies that have been so bad that made at least $100 million. And it's like, God, why? It's not it's not fair that we live in a world where Scott Pilgrim versus the world loses money and yeah. Daredevil makes $101 million. Well, sadly, that is life. Um before we get into the cast, you saw Batman this weekend. I did. Yeah, this will be dated by the time, but I loved it. Uh, spoiler alert for future episodes. Prisoner of the moment, maybe, but my favorite uh, Batman movie since The Dark Knight, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, probably is. Yeah. But enough with that. Let's go to the cast. Uh, let's see. I have it pulled up here. Uh, real quick, let's run through the seven evil exes, or most of them, rather. Uh, let's see here. The Katayanagi twins, Kyle and Ken, Shota and Kaita, Keita Saito. Uh, they didn't really do much. You know, they were just kind of there. They played <laughs> piano. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Uh, Matthew Patel, he was the first of the evil exes. Uh, Satya Baba. Baba? I don't know. Uh, pardon me if the enunciation is wrong. Yeah, he um, he was he was there. <laughs> I don't know. He said it. He, he was a good starting point, I guess. He he was for sure because he I loved. He's like, he, I sent you an email. Yeah. And and Scott's just like, well, I skimmed it. I wasn't happy. Yeah, he was not. He was not. Oh, let's see here. Mae Whitman, of course, Anvil from uh, Arrested Development. She played Roxy Richter. Mm-hmm. The bi-furious girl. Yeah, maybe the most powerful besides the Jason Schwartzman character. Yeah, but uh, a pretty glaring weakness. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> am I? Who am I missing here? Come on, name them. Oh well, you're awesome. you're missing the. Uh, I mean, you're of course there's Gideon, Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's seven of them, and I feel like I've named off what four. Well, you're forgetting my favorite, or you're, there's there's two that you're forgetting that I was a big fan of. One uh, was. Um, oh no, I see. I've got all of them now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, he's he's a reoccurring cast member, probably second only to Samuel L. Jackson on this podcast. Chris yes. Evans as Lucas Lee. Yes, yes, Chris Evans as Lucas Lee. I loved him. Yeah, 
He was good. <laughs> uh, super cheesy, dumb actor. Mm-hmm. Several stunt doubles. Yeah, all the stunt doubles. Yeah, stunt triples even. Triples is best. Triples makes it safe. Um, <laughs> the debut, shockingly enough, the debut of Brie Larson as Natalie, or, pardon me, Envy Adams. Yeah, she was, uh, it, it, I mean, she didn't do as much as I remembered in this movie. Yeah. I, I, I thought she did more, but she she didn't. But it was actually um, her boyfriend who yes. was the standout ex for me. Oh, absolutely. Brandon Ralph? Yes, as vegan Todd. Much better, yeah, Todd Ingram, the vegan. Uh, much better than his performance as Superman. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> come on. That's, uh, yeah. that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's obvious. I'm glad he rebounded, though. Yes, um, absolutely. But yeah, clearly the best oh, of yeah. the X's. Good. Yeah, good for and, him. Uh, yeah, I think that's all seven. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah, did you like Gideon Graves? Um, I remember in the theater... When I first saw him, that was my history of the movie. I've seen it once in the theater. And, um, I don't know. Like, I have nothing against Jason Schwartzman, but it's like, I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, huh. For sure. All right. I guess we're gonna do Jason Schwartzman. Um, sure. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Also, shout out to, and I don't have the actors list. Wow. 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 Shout out to the vegan police officers. One of them was Thomas Jane. Yep. The Punisher, my man. Never thought I'd see him again. Oh, yeah. He was in it. He was in it. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I have. I to... just love that Ed... I just love that me and Edgar Wright have about the same amount of respect for vegans, you know. <laughs> Well, I have to say this about this cast. Uh, yeah, it's hot. Yeah, this is. It's very uh, attractive. Yeah, I mean this. I don't know. It's uh, it it's it seems like a group of people that they're very normal and some of them nerdy, but um, like if you separate them from this movie, it's like man, this is like the best looking cast probably mm-hmm. uh, that we'll ever review. Um, and we are saying this, of course, as heterosexual males, we are referring to the female cast. But let's I mean, be honest. Even, a lot, a lot look, of... I mean, Chris Evans, you're going to tell me too many women are going to be disappointed with him? Yeah, or Kieran Culkin. Yeah, and there may be some into Michael Sarah. I don't know. Yeah, he's got a quirkiness about him. He's like the prototype for Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, that's true. He is. Oh... Let's see here. Shout out Anna Kendrick as Stacy Pilgrim. Never thought I'd see her on this list at all. Yeah, she was uh, one of the many reasons why I enjoyed the cast. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza as Julie Powers. I bet that was another. No, oh, she was uh, she was number one for a while there when uh, Parks, Parks and, Rec and Rec was was hot. Yep. Allison Pill as Kim Pine. She was the drummer in the band. Mm-hmm. She was great. Um, 
I enjoyed how she had this gimmick where she would just slam the sticks together and just yell out something, we are sex babam and we're here to do whatever, and that was fun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, of course, we mentioned Karen Culkin as Wallace Wells. Uh, Johnny Simmons as young Neil. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark Weber as Stephen Stills. Yeah. Oh, I whoa, bruh. Forgot Sorry, Ellen. how could I? How could I not mention Ellen Wong as Knives Chow? I don't know. She was great in this. Yeah. Uh, like, also, Scott Pilgrim is a groomer. Yeah, she was uh, super into Scott Pilgrim. Played oh, the very- infatuated teen yeah. so well. It was great. Yes, yes. Uh, Ramona Flowers, played by returning cast member Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, but I, like, this was the, is this the type of girl that, like, I, I'll say girl next door, but I think this is the type of girl, at least personality-wise, that I think most guys would probably go after, as opposed to the um, Envy Adams type, where they're, like, super good-looking, blonde, whatever, but popular. Whereas I think the Ramona Flowers, where she's <laughs> very um, deadpan comedic. And, mm. um, you know, I don't know. What's no, the word? Like, she's, right. she's, op- she's, op- she's open and up front, but she still does have, like, a barrier. And yeah. obviously the barriers are this weird group of supervillains, which is kind of ridiculous. But Her seven evil exes. Yeah. Not ex-boyfriends. Yeah. yeah, exes. Come on now. And shout out the main man, Michael Sarah as Scott Pilgrim. I love this performance here. Yeah, this was really good. Yeah. He's he's every guy listening to this podcast. He's an every Probably man. the two hosts. Oh, shut up. He is an every man. Yeah. I mean... I've never dated a, uh, I don't have the dating resume that he does, which is, I found kind of humorous that he's able to pull in these tens, but you know, yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, with that, I think we can get into the film. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's get her done. So not so long ago in the mysterious land of Toronto, Canada, Scott Pilgrim was dating a high schooler. And he's hanging out with his band. That would be Sex Babam. He's talking about dating the high schooler, despite he being 22 and his girlfriend, Knives Chow, who is 17. But they've never even kissed. They make that clear. And uh, she comes in. She meets the band. Scott's a bass player, but Knives really loves the band, like super infatuated by them. Uh, so there's Wallace, Scott's roommate. Also tells Scott's sister, Stacy who also disapproves of this. Basically, everyone disapproves of him dating a 17-year-old. Exactly, yeah, especially because they know uh, he's still not over his ex as well. And it becomes evident that Knives, she's really into Scott, but Scott, not really into her. And he has since become infatuated with a girl that he actually saw in his dreams, and uh, he later goes on to see in real life, named Ramona Flowers. And he meets her at a party, he uh, he tries to hit on her. I'm talking about Pac-Man. It goes very poorly, as you would imagine. <laughs> yes, uh, Puck-Man. They, they originally called it Puck-Man. 
Mm-hmm. But they changed it because they knew it would be easy to vandalize. I did like... He's like, do you know Pac-Man? She's like, I know of him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but he gets some intel on Ramona and learns that she's American. She works for Amazon as a delivery person. Yeah. And his that friend... That is an oddly specific job. Well, it was kind of rare back in 2010. Now it's like... Super common. Exactly, yes. Uh, his friend Julie tells him that she's out of his league, don't do it. And S- Scott has a plan to meet her by ordering something on Amazon. But he also gets a really weird email about challenging someone someone challenging him to a fight. He just deletes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. Almost choked there. Yeah, Um uh, I did think it was funny when Julie's like, she's out of your league. And it's like, he dated Brie Larson, so... Yeah. I don't know about that. Although, it didn't end well, also, apparently. Also, by and large, leagues are not a thing. Uh, I mean, not if you can... Um, not if you have, like, direct contact with the person, as he does with, with Ramona. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. I mean, like, I would never go out with like an Instagram model like there's just there's no way I could even you know meet one yeah but what so. if you knew, what if you knew one and like you know whatever yeah that that's different yeah. exactly yeah so Ramona finally delivers his package and she agrees to hang out as long as he signs for it yeah and they go on a walk in the park she tells him that she left New York, but doesn't really want to get into the history about her exes. They go back to her place, they kiss, and <laughs> it's uh, so Scott asks for a blanket. He walks into her room and she's changing. And he's like, yeah. "Were you gonna give me the blanket on your bed?" And she's like, "Yeah." He's like, "What if we just got under the blanket and then we both be warm?" <laughs> like. Very smooth. That's uh, game. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it worked. It did. Uh, it did. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. I mean, they get into the bed, and she changes her mind about having sex. So, but, you know, hey, that's that's a successful first date when you can Oh, for sure. sleep with the girl. And I mean sleep as in actual sleep. Literally sleep, yeah. And he invites Ramona to his Battle of the Bands. And uh, he does forget that he uh, also invited Knives, and she's there, <laughs> and she kisses Scott and Ramona, um, and Knives actually sit together. Yeah. And Sex Babom starts playing, and in comes Matthew Patel, who emailed him about the fight. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. So yeah, Matthew, Scott, they fight. Matthew says, I'm Ramona's evil ex-boyfriend. And Ramona says they dated for about a week and a half in seventh grade, but he has mystical powers. Oh my god. Which is fireballs and weird women that help him throw them. I don't know. But uh, Scott dodges them, knocks him out with a symbol, and uh, collects some coins, which I loved when he exploded. He's like, oh cool, some coins. <laughs> um, and on the way home, Ramona tells Scott, if you're going to date me, you have to defeat all my evil ex- Seven evil exes, so six more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six to go. Yeah. That's uh, 
It's tough. It's tough. So Scott then breaks up with Knives after she tells him she loves him. It's a great time, as always. And Ramona comes over to band practice, and Scott blows off practice to hang out with Ramona, who now has blue hair. She had pink, now it's blue. She dyes it every week and a half. Yeah, get used to it. Mm -hmm. Scott then tells Ramona a little about his old ex, Nat. She dumped him. It was apparently a bad breakup, but he's like, oh no, it's mutual. I should mention, (laughs) there's like little things that pop up on the screen. It's like a comic book. It's like, it was mutual, and it's like, it wasn't. It's like, and yeah, he, I was okay, and it's like, he wasn't. He, it was really awful. And <laughs> The narrator was uh, Bill Hader. Yeah. Yeah, this movie, it's uh, it's it does look like a comic, honestly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it succeeds where Hulk failed. Miser- yes! Miserably, a, by the way. Miserably. That is exactly, exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. Yeah. So they... Um, yeah, they go on a walk and make uh, make their way to Casa Loma, where I've actually been. How about that? Eighth grade trip. Oh, interesting. They're filming a movie there, and the star is Chris Evans, Lucas Lee. Maybe they're yeah. filming Captain America. They could be. So Ramona dated him in high school, and now he's a big movie star now. So uh, his next, he's next to fight uh, Scott and his entire stunt team. Uh, yes. They uh, beat up Scott pretty good, but he tricks him into doing this super long skateboard grind down a railing, and once he gets to the end, he just crashes and blows up. And Yeah. Is this where he got... I think this is where he got the extra life. He's like, oh, I'm going to grab that extra life. I do believe so, yes. Yeah. Comes into play later. So, later on, Wallace tells Scott, if you're really in love, you'll uh, have to beat the other exes, but you do need to move out. And Scott also gets a weird phone call from his ex, Natalie. Natalie shows up at a coffee shop, and Ramona finally sees her and invites her to invites him to a party. Uh, Natalie also books the band to uh, on her concert, so that uh, that way Scott has to show up because his band wants Scott to go, so they can because they're opening up for this big, uh, you know, musical talent, so they have to. Yes. Meanwhile, Knives has dyed her hair blue because uh, she wants to win Scott back. And uh, Knives' big plan is, uh, well, she kind of dates Scott's friend. But that plot point doesn't really go anywhere. Yes, young Neil. Yeah. So they do the show. Sex bomb kind of bombs. They suck. But uh, Natalie invites him backstage. One of Ramona's exes is uh in natalie's band it's this is uh the best one yeah vegan todd and vegan todd is psychic because he's a vegan and scott (laughs) uh can't compete with him yeah so he challenges him to a base off but vegan todd wins the way they talk about the way that and of course they're doing it you know tongue in cheek but the way they talk about veganism and the powers that it gives him is like the way some people talk about doing a no fat it makes your head clear. It gets you closer to God, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he uh, uh Sorry for that little side uh, sidecar. That's okay. So, um, yeah, he, he... So, because he's psychic, Todd... Or, sorry, uh, Scott gets two cups of coffee. One is, you know, just regular. 
The other mm-hmm. had a half and half in it, but he thought yeah. really hard about putting the half and half in one cup to trick him. So, yes. uh, Vegan Todd takes the other cup and drinks it, and in comes Thomas Jane and the vegan police. Yes. And he's like, well, don't I get three strikes? And they talk about two other times he's offended. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the one? It was like, uh, he had something. It's like... Oh my god, I wish I could it's like it has, it has or it, was, it was something, it's like, oh, it has a... Uh, Melted eggs in it, douchebag, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then he had a chicken. It's like, that's not vegan. <laughs> and then they zap his power, and as they're leaving, the police officers are just like, yeah, and high fives. So funny. Dude. And then Scott has a really good line, but I will use it at the end of the episode. Well, he uh, he then defeats, uh, Scott defeats him. Envy's mad because vegan Scott was her current boyfriend, and now he's dead. <laughs> Vegan Todd, yes. Vegan Todd, yeah. Scott is not vegan. No. So, um, it's worth mentioning. I think I've already mentioned it, but every time Scott, he's like, ah, oh, you know, your ex-boyfriends, ex-boyfriends. Ramon is like, it's exes. Exes. So we get Roxy, the lesbian ninja, during <laughs> Ramona's bi-curious phase. Yes. But uh, Scott defeats her. It's uh, Ramona base. He didn't want to hit a girl. Which, by the way, I forgot to mention, Vegan Todd hits Knives Chow and punches the blue out of her hair. <laughs> he did! Yes. He did, it was great, man. And, uh. But yeah, Ramona's like grabbing Scott's arms and punching uh, Roxy with them. So, uh, and then he, she tells him, hey... As she's uh, weak on the back of her knees because when we were making out, and he's like, oh, no, no, I don't want to hear anymore. So he pokes <laughs> the back of her knee, and uh, I guess she has an orgasm and dies. I don't know. That's I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that's what that was supposed to be, pal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but after the fight, Ramona gives Scott a list of the remaining exes. It's the uh, Katiyangi twins and Gideon. The twins. Yeah. The twins and Gideon, yeah. And the twins are the next band they actually need to beat in the battle of the bands. Yes. So they're in the battle. It's an amp-off with the uh, Katiyangi twins, these two Asian pianists. Pianist. Pianists. Pianists. Uh, yeah. And they launch these two Chinese dragons at them, and it looks like they might win, but then Scott sees Gideon hitting on Ramona, so he uh, kind of gets inspired, fights back, and they create a big giant yeti who defeats the dragons and then the defeats the twins. That is what happened. Yes. So uh, if you were looking forward to Chinese dragons, you don't have to watch Shang-Chi. <laughs> After the fight, Ramona dumps Scott, says it's Gideon, she just can't help herself around him, and Gideon apologizes for forming the League of Evil Exes. He's like, ah, I was in a really <laughs> dark place. Yeah, I was in a really dark place, so I hope you can forgive me, Scott. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Gideon later invites Scott to a club just to show there's no hard feelings. Exactly. Yeah, he's gonna sign sex bomb. Yeah. Well, look when you when you date a girl that looks like uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, you yeah. can understand you'd be in a dark place too if she dumped you. Yeah, for sure. By the way, she dumps all of them, not the other way around. Mm. So it's safe to say that Scott might be an evil ex if this made a sequel. Yeah, for sure. So Scott challenges Gideon because he loves Ramona. And Knives shows up and challenges Ramona. Scott breaks up the fight and explains he cheated on them. 
Gideon then kills Scott. Oh no. Movie's over. R.I.P. Yep. And he goes to Limbo, and while in Limbo, Ramona visits him and tells him that Gideon used a mind control device on her. And he's like, oh, okay. And he remembers he got that one up from Captain America. Yep. And he uses it to replay the level. He goes back in, and uh, he beats Gideon. He breaks up the fight again, but this time he apologizes to both of them. Because he's like, you know, I cheated well, on you with her. And, seen, uh, yeah, he's, he's seen like, growth. He's yeah, seen he, growth. Because Gideon asked him, he's like, you did all this for her? And the first time he said, yeah, or he's like, yeah, or whatever. But then the second time he's like, no, I'm doing this for me. Yeah. And it's, uh, it even, you know, the narrator even says, Scott has gained self-respect. Yeah. And he had also, because uh, he's also said, like, I cheated on on uh on you knives with uh, Ramona and Ramona's like what's the difference and he's like you weren't the one hurt <laughs> and it's like mm, but neither of them knew about each other so yeah fair point but she, he apologizes and said it was wrong he should have broke it off sooner yeah but uh Gideon's not dead yet he continues to battle uh he continues to battle Scott but knives helps him and they defeat him finally and then uh, he's got one final test. Out comes evil Scott Pilgrim. Here's the <laughs> final test. It was like I love a this. gray Bro, I ghost this. with red eyes. Dude, this was this amazing. Was, I had forgotten about this. And, like, they cut to an... They're about to fight, and they cut to an outside yeah. shot of uh, Ramona and Knives. Yeah. And the door's open, and they're just, like, talking. Like, oh, yeah, that's the way I <laughs> yeah. cook it. And... <laughs> And they're like, what was that? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's a really nice guy. We have a lot in yeah. common. We're going to have brunch yeah. next week. <laughs> Dude, he's buddy-buddy with Nega Scott. That's amazing. Yeah. So Ramona tells Scott, I'm still leaving town. And Knives says, you know, go after her. You fought all these. It's it's what you want. And he's like, what about you? She's like, well, I'll be all right. It's like, I mean, she is 17. She'll definitely be fine. Exactly. <laughs> um, and Scott chases after Ramona. He says, you know, we could we could try again, and the two walk through the forbidden door and roll credits, and if you care, there's like a little tiny, tiny thing at the very end where... Uh, oh, there like is? An eight, it's really not worth watching. It's like an 8-bit Scott just punches the film logo and coins pop out of it, and that's it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah was, I mean, it's about as interesting as the Riddler's, you know, goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say. I uh, Here's the thing, with hero movies... I always look up, hey, does this have a post-credit scene? And when the article said yes and no, I was like, okay, Mike, we can get out of here. Well, someone told me, this is why I stayed. They're like, yeah. don't don't expect much in the post-credits, but there's a name that appears on a computer screen. They wouldn't say what. And I was like, ooh, was it like Victor Freeze or I guess you know, what's it gonna what's the name gonna be, you know? And then it's like, uh, it's not even a name. It's a Riddler typing goodbye, and then it was a okay, website. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I got all excited like, ooh, the name. Yeah, and I'm thinking Bro, like Victor Freeze or uh, yeah. Bane, and it's like, no, it's goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, it, that's another movie. That yeah, that's another movie. This is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Real quick, by the way, I'm actually going to see the Batman later this week for the second time. Well, how about that? It's that good. It really is, it man. It is. It is. And uh, of course. With a, with a subscription service, it is easier to see movies two times in the theater and justify it, you know? 
It'll be episode 179, unless we add things in between now and then. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, 77 weeks as of now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is something else we might add, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, we'll, we will cross that bridge when we come to it. And something like, else else that you probably won't be happy about, but it fits the criteria, and I'm kind of dreading a year, it. But we'll talk about that later. Whatever. Either way. That being said, what would you give this on a scale of 1 to 10, pal? Well, like I said, I'm so pissed. Do you, uh, do you remember back when, uh, and I use Daredevil as this example, because when we did the budget breakdown and we had Eli on, and he's like, oh, I'm so pissed this movie made money. <laughs> I feel the exact same way. I'm so pissed this movie lost money. This is an 8.5 all the way. It still holds up. It's still good. How on earth could this, this could have been a sequel. Maybe not three, but it could have been two. I, You know, it, it lost $10 million. I don't understand it. This maybe it was made too early. I think if this were made today, it would do much better. Oh, but, dude, this would kill yeah. like after 2015. It's it's way ahead of its time. It's funny. It ages. Yeah. It's still it's still good. Uh, the characters are relatable. Everything is really good. It's fun. It's stupid. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense, but it doesn't have to. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I'm so pissed this lost money. This will, uh, man. I, I supported it in the theater. I don't know if you saw it in the theater, but... Uh, I did not. No. Uh, well, maybe maybe if you had, it wouldn't have lost as much. I guess I'm part of the problem. So but this hey, was your first time seeing it then? Yes, it was. I, oh, was, I okay. was thoroughly impressed. I was thoroughly impressed, and I'm going to give this a well-earned 8 out of 10. Not perfect, but just the right amount of quirky, you know? Just the right amount of out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I... Can't believe this shouldn't have lost money. I don't. I don't know. I might have to read into why. Like maybe it didn't yeah. market it well. I don't know. But I mean, ten million. Yeah. That's 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 a lot. And I was oh. honestly being. I picked the lower end of the budget. I found two budgets. One was much higher, so mm. it may have lost more. But uh, yeah. in fact, it it did lose more. I think that budget included marketing, which we don't include. Yeah. Um, so it definitely lost more than ten million, which is really disappointing. Um, Oh, well. Can't win them all. Nope. Say la vie. What's so, next week? Next week, folks, uh, I want you to fire up IMDb TV. That's right. That is a free what? streaming. IMDb TV. Fire it up. Okay. Oh, it's on and Prime. Can... Is IMDb... it on Prime? Yeah, IMDb TV is part of Prime. Okay. Either way, yeah. fire that up. And you can watch... A free version, of course, this is ad-based, so there will be ad breaks in this, but you can watch Megamind. That's right, the podcast debut of Will Ferrell, at least to my knowledge. Um, oh, I thought it was on Netflix real quick. I guess it was, but now it's off. Uh, I was going to say, unless Just Watch lied to me, that that would cannot be the case. It probably was, but it's. I clicked it, and it's like, click a reminder when we put this back on. Like, eh. No, <laughs> I'll watch it with the stupid ads. Uh, but yeah, yeah. another another CGI movie. I actually have the Blu-ray, so I'll be watching the Blu-ray. No, I don't, so I'll be watching on Amazon. Mm, well, you do what you gotta do. I but, will. that being said, folks, we're gonna get out of here. Thank you for inspiring us to continue to do this through two years. Congrats to us, man. Congrats to us on personal levels as well. Congrats to you on, you know, the new job, the the better job, 
Uh, congrats to me on the weight loss. I'm still doing great, by the way. I'm at a 10-year low. Um, I love this podcast. I really do, in a platonic fashion. I'm not trying to marry. Uh, this... <laughs> yeah, uh, it's great. Um, you know, it was a year ago. Uh, this week or last week or a year yeah. ago, two days ago, actually. Oh, my we, God. We did dude, our, our in-person like, episode. Dude, a year ago. Yeah, a year ago today, we watched AEW Revolution together. A year ago yeah. yesterday, I met you in person. Yeah, we'll have to do at least one more in-person review before. Oh, sure, uh, dude. Before episode 188, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, you know, there's pay-per-views and whatnot. And... Yeah, we'll figure, like, like I said, we'll figure something out for sure. Um, guys, thank you for listening. And I'm going to quote Scott Pilgrim when I say, ha, ha, ha. And this is his, his cool line after he got rid of Vegan Todd. You were once vegan, but now you will be gone. <laughs>